What would you do if you knew that tonight would be your last night on earth? Oh no, I better mow the yard. All that rain and everything. I better get the yard mowed tonight, right? Probably not. No. Oh, TV program I just don't want to miss. It's the last one of those episodes, and you know I'm going to be gone next week. You know, and I'm not going to get to record it. So no, that wouldn't be it. <clears throat> or wrap up a business deal, or or I just want to tell that neighbor of mine about politics. What I really think about. No, that probably wouldn't be it. I think you do the things that you consider to be of utmost importance, don't you? The urgent things would be put aside, and the important things would get done. Jesus knew that it was His last night on earth. <clears throat> In the fullness of that knowledge, He devoted time to prayer. He ate a farewell meal with His followers. He washed their feet. And He spoke words of comfort. It was a time of troubled hearts. And the great physician prescribed a cure that we find in John 14, verses 1 through 6. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go and prepare, or excuse me, if it were not so, would I have told you that I go and prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus gave his disciples the formula that would cure their heart trouble. And today I want to share it with you because, because of what's happening in our world and what's happening in our country. Oh my. And maybe things that I don't know but you know that is happening in your family that is perhaps disturbing to you. And it's bringing about many troubled hearts. And so I want to share Jesus' formula for the cure for a troubled heart. Faith in God. Faith in God. We'll go back to John 14 now. Verse 1, parts A and B. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. That's what we need. Mature, sustaining faith. Not, not this um, surface faith that gets us, just gets us to church on Sunday, but a mature faith that is deep down inside of our hearts, that can, that can really keep us from being troubled. Mark 11, 22 and 23, And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. God told Paul that he wouldn't die in a hurricane on his way to Rome. Now listen to what Paul told his shipmates in the midst of that great storm. He said, so take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. Acts 27, 25. Now that's it. Take heart. 
have faith in God. This is spiritual warfare, and this spiritual warfare is God's for the taking. That all this terrible stuff happening in the world today is all a part of spiritual warfare, and it's His for the taking, and God is going to win. And I know that when you hear the news, when you read the news, when you watch it on the cable news, it gets discouraging, but this is spiritual warfare, and God is going to win. When a father picks up his little daughter and tosses her all around in the air, she laughs and she enjoys it, and it's because she trusts him. She has faith in him, in her father, even though she finds herself in unusual situations while he's doing this, like being upside down four feet above the floor with no visible means of support. You know, normally an uncomfortable circumstance. We all agree that will be uncomfortable, but she doesn't fear because she trusts her father. And that is the sort of faith that we need to have toward our Heavenly Father too. I know that the situation in the world today is uncomfortable. Certainly it's uncomfortable. We need to have that kind of faith that the little girl gets tossed around by her dad and, hang, and, and just hanging over in the air and no visible means of support. We, we cannot see God hanging on to us, but He is. We need to have that kind of faith. Faith in God. Faith in Jesus. Faith in Jesus. John 14, 1 again, part C. He says, believe also in me. The divine record causes us to believe in Him. John 20, verses 30 and 31. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this, in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. So the book, the, the Bible causes us to believe in Him. All these things were written so that we would believe that Jesus is exactly who He says He is. Now, some of you may say, I read the Bible, Tom, and I do read it. And when I get real upset about things, I even read the Bible. But I still have a troubled heart. I'm still upset about everything I say. It's just troubling me so much. I guess I don't have any faith. Maybe I just don't have any faith. I'm reading the Bible, I still got a troubled heart but you do have faith. You do have faith. Faith is central to all of life. You've already got faith. It's central to all of your life. Here's an example. You go to the doctor whose name you cannot pronounce and whose degrees you have never verified, right? And he gives you a prescription that you cannot read. You take it to a pharmacist perhaps that you have never seen before and he gives you a chemical compound that you absolutely do not understand. And then you go home and you take the pill according to the instructions of the Bible. <laughs> All trusting in what? Sincere faith. So you see, you've already got faith. You already have it. You just may not have put it in the right person yet. Believe also in me. Jesus said, believe also in me. Put that faith in Him. Put the, put the same faith or even better faith in Him than you put in that pharmacist or that doctor uh, or, the, or the highway construction guy who says, take this detour. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. Uh, transformed lives also cause us to believe in Jesus. 1 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, 
If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You look around at all the changed lives that you know. And we all know some changed lives. And only Jesus could do this. Only Jesus could change lives. Uh, tell me that you can't believe when you see somebody who was on drugs who is now serving Christ. I, Beth and I were listening to my latest podcast on the way down here because I, I never listened to them again until after they broadcast. And this one came up Wednesday and I had a chance to listen to it. Albert Bricker Jr., a minister that I just barely know but got to know in one of our, uh, one of our supporting churches. He's a new minister there, uh, just last week before last. And he talks about being an alcoholic and being on drugs in high school and how he just picked up a Bible one day saying there's got to be something better than this. And reading the Bible, he came to the conclusion, hey, I need Jesus Christ. And the way I get Christ in my life is to be baptized. Nobody taught him. Nobody trained him. He just read the Bible. And he said he went to bed that night and said, Lord, if you want me to be a Christian, you're going to have to lead me to a church that believes the Bible. You know, that can help me with this. He said he woke up the next day thinking about this church in Onley, Illinois, and it was the Christian church. It, that was all he could think about. So he went to the church that day, walked into the building, and the preacher walked in behind him. He said, can I help you? And he said, yes, sir, I need to get baptized. Now, you don't have that happen just every day. And so he's baptized, and a few months later, he preached his first sermon. And I said, well, did they ask you to do it? No, he just told them he felt compelled he needed to preach. And he's been preaching. So I see a changed life like Albert Bricker. I never knew him before, and it's hard for me to think of him, as he said, with hair down to his waist and a huge beard. And he's much older now. He's closer to my age. But thinking of him, you know, like that and, and the way his life used to be, not that you can't have a beard and be a Christian. I just want to make that point. But, but still, uh, to see a changed life. And you know people like this. You have seen people whose lives have honestly been changed. Maybe you're one of those people whose life was really dramatically changed and transformed lives cause us to believe in Him. Assurance in Christian hearts causes us to believe in Him. 2 Timothy 1.12, Paul says, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that He is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Now, Paul tells Timothy this, that he is convinced of what he believes, and the assurance that is in other Christian hearts is one of those things that causes us to believe in Him. The assurance that, that people, our friends and some of our relatives and those who've gone on before us who said they just totally, absolutely believed in Jesus. That they knew they were just transferring from this location to another. These type of people cause us to believe in Christ. Jesus said, believe also in me. And then knowledge of the many rooms is a cure for heart trouble as well. Verse 2. In my Father's house are many rooms. There's room for anyone who wants to come. Anyone. And that even means those people that kind of aggravate you. If they want to come, they can come too. they got to do it Jesus' way, but they can come. Room for anyone. What about you? If you decide to come, then your heart trouble will be over. Not trouble, but heart trouble. 
the worry and the constant concern that you have will be over if you really put your faith in Him, if you decide to give yourself totally to Him. If it were not so, would I have told you? Verse 2 goes on to say, what else would we expect from a Savior like Jesus? Jesus wouldn't lie to us, would He? Nobody thinks Jesus would lie. I know Jesus wouldn't lie. If it were not so, would I have told you? I go to prepare a place for you. Again, verse 2. A prepared place for a prepared people. Are you prepared for that place? If you are, let not your hearts be troubled because He's coming again. He is coming again. Verse 3, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to Myself, that where I am, you may be also. The promise of one who has never told a lie. If I go and prepare that place, I'm coming back for you. He is coming visibly. Revelation 1.7 Behold, He is coming with the clouds and every eye will see Him. Even those who pierced Him and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of Him. Even so, Amen. And He's coming unexpectedly. Matthew 24, 42. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. So let's always be prepared. You know what I said earlier, if you knew this was going to be your last night, we need to live every night like it's going to be our last night. We need to live every day like it's going to be our last day because we don't know if our life will be taken from us and we don't know if that's going to be the day the Lord's going to come back and we're not even going to ever even see the grave. The Lord's just going to come back and take us home. So let's always be prepared for the unexpected. And He's coming to receive His own. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord. Talk about a cure for heart trouble. Everything on this earth for us, on this old earth, comes to an end and we rise to be with Him. You think that would cure all your problems and all your worries? I think it would cure mine. I sure do. Finally, He gives us the simple way. In verse 4, And you know the way to where I'm going. And you know the way to where I'm going. It is a narrow way. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those who find it are few. Narrow way. I used to think, I don't know, there seem to be so many who are finding their way. Are there really going to be few? But as I see the world today, I see that's so true. The way is narrow and few find it. And it is the only way that leads home. Verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way 
and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And we come to the Father through Him, first by that trusting faith, by believing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, then confessing that faith for those who will listen to us, maybe first in a church house and then in our daily lives, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, by repenting, and that means that we're not living like this stinking old world. We're living the way the Word of God tells us to live, and we're following Jesus, His principles, His way of life. That's repentance. And then by being buried with Him in the water grave of baptism and raised to walk in a new life. And if you've not done that, I think most in this church building have, but maybe some of our listeners on the podcast haven't, then that's something you need to take care of yourself or contact us through our website at rocksolidministries.org. One of the most effective missionaries in the Orient has been Yan Quan Che. He still ministers tirelessly, as far as I know, exhausted and ill sometimes. He presses on. Day after day, he teaches and preaches. He established an effective institute to train native teachers and preachers. For years, he oversaw a large children's home, and for the past 30 years, his wife has been overseeing it. And he and his wife have adopted several children of their own. His writings reflect an overflowing heart of love and compassion. The story of his conversion is very interesting, and I, I want to share it this morning because it shares how, how we can find a cure for heart trouble in Christ. It was during the communist invasion of Korea. Che had gone to look for the body of his preacher father, whom the con communist had slain. There were many others on the same sorrowful mission that day. There were so many blackened corpses that Che could not identify the body of his father in the killing fields of Korea. The bereaved ones around him were crying in hopelessness and despair. It was a scene of great heartbreak to all these people who'd come to find their Christian relatives. But then, as the futile search continued, a grieving Christian looked up and lifted up his voice in song. And if you've never heard the Koreans sing, and the Koreans sing Christian songs, you're just missing out because I don't know anybody in the world that sings it more beautifully than Korean Christians. But this one lifted up his hands and began the song, There's a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we can see it afar, out in the killing fields. Another voice joined in, For the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there. Others picked up the refrain, and soon a great chorus was swelling in the song of assurance out in those fields with the blackened corpses. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on the beautiful shore. Over and over again, they sang that song of hope and trust in Christ. And when the scene was ended, they were all looking up to heaven with newfound hope and faith. It was then and there that Yan Quan Che gave himself to Christ and launched a life of dedicated Christian service while searching for the body of his preacher dad in the killing fields of Korea while they sang in the sweet by and by. I think he found a cure for heart trouble. 
Do you have heart trouble? Trust in the great physician. He has never lost a case. You can trust in him. Maybe you have a decision to make today. Maybe you just are dealing with a lot of heart trouble today and you just want to pray about it. Then in a moment when we sing, come on up here and let's, let's just pray about it. Maybe you need to rededicate your life or perhaps if you've not been baptized or need the assurance of that in your life, come on up.